Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I'm Lisa Williams, your host. As you know, I have just an absolute fascination for people and their life stories. And every conversation that we have is helping me grow into the person that I'm meant to become and getting to tell other people's stories at the same time. So today, I'm so excited to support this woman in her generosity campaign. Angela Lee is zooming in from Arizona via the Cotswolds in England. Welcome to our show, Angela. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on this show. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your listeners. And we're going to have some fun today. Let, yeah. me, let me share with our audience that I'm going to actually read this because you were so generous to provide this for me. <laughs> okay. So I thank you. So Angela just had her new book released. It's called Bella Santini in the Land of Everlasting Change. And when Angela isn't dreaming of dragons, monsters, and other magical beings, she gratefully, while she was wandering the (laughs) meadows of the Cotswolds, she's now in Arizona, but she's very much in touch with her inner child. And what I love about what your book is, what your books do is help our children get in touch with their emotional intelligence. And let's be sure that we share with our listeners early on. We'll do it again at the end. Tell us about the campaign that you have going right now, because I think that's really timely and what's going on in our country right now. Okay, that's a good place to start. You know, I, I did actually a Facebook post last night where I talked about that I decided that love, like agape love, love for everybody and everything is my word for 2021. And that brought me to think, well, how can I be of service to the community? And I decided to give away 150,000 eBooks to school districts or foster organizations. And what I, my idea is to really scaffold the underprivileged and give them a leg up. Mm -hmm. My books teach kids tools to um, process emotions, teaches them how to process the emotion and different tools, breathing techniques or meditation to help them process the emotion. And really, when we look at today's situation, you know, 2020 has been such a difficult year. There have been people lost. There has been COVID. People have lost jobs. The economy faltered. There's political evil. That affects us. And it also affects our children. When you think about the time when you were a kid and your parents were yelling about something, quite frequently children take it in as if they caused the problem. So children these days have so many things that they are dealing with, so many emotions, so many fears, so many different feelings inside. They really need 
these tools so that they can learn to breathe through anxiety and you know obviously clinical anxiety is not something that my book can can cure but low level anxiety absolutely doing a breathing technique to to bring your breathing in line and slow your heart rate and bring your body back down into yeah. a comfort zone well and let's face it i think that the ability to escape in a beautiful story <laughs> i mean what's it's funny let me ask you a question this is actually something that can help me with my daughter because I have, um, my youngest is, is 12. She's almost 13. She's actually going on 21, I feel like. But. <laughs> She's actually the ideal age for my book. Right. I know. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was that girl that literally you could not get a book out of my hand. My mom would come in my bedroom and I'd be under my covers with my flashlight still reading. And my daughter hasn't necessarily found that love of reading that I have. And I think a lot of kids, it, it seems like something's happened to these, these kids that the, the idea of holding a book or immersing yourself in a story sometimes has been lost. And I'm curious, what advice would you give for parents maybe like me that have, <laughs> I, I just, there's actually nothing more that, I mean, one of my joys is cuddling up on the couch and just immersing myself in a story, it's you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know necessarily how to get kids to get into books if they're mm -hmm. not. Right. However, I will be creating an audio version of the book. So yeah. that will be once a kid does get into the book, they're probably going to be engaged and want to know what happens next because right. that, that's what I keep hearing from readers. <laughs> What's next? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love how you incorporate magic and, and monsters and dragons and, you know, all of the things <laughs> that the mystical, you know, creatures that tell me, you know, I'm curious, give us a little bit about your backstory. I know that You've had some hardships in life that have brought you to this place. Can you yeah. share a little bit about that? So I, when I was four years old, my house burned down. I lived in San Francisco and our family was broken up by that. The kids had to go. We were four kids split two and two to different people's houses to stay until my parents could find a house. Wow. So for two or three months, my sister and I lived with someone who was basically a stranger to us. So not even, not even family then. Yeah. My other sisters went to my aunt, which was probably a better situation, <laughs> but, <laughs> but my parents did the best they could at the time. And so, you know, that, that particular thing kind of formed my life a sort of I'm not good enough kind of approach to everything you know because in my little four-year-old mind I was not with my aunt I wasn't with my parents oh interesting because I wasn't good enough 
So your your folks kid. were your folks with were with your aunt with your two other sisters, but they're no, just simply my parents were um, in a hotel trying to find a place. Got it. Us, and we were in other people's homes. So huh. yeah, yeah, and you know to go through a significant trauma like losing everything and and then be torn away from your family is these days there would be a counselor involved yeah those days that wasn't so so that set the um, path of my life and what i ended up doing was marrying an older man who was very controlling and I I want to preserve his dignity and I do not wish to go into stories about what he did because I also understand I went into that marriage and sure. I stayed in the marriage and sure. so I'm not pointing fingers but it was basically an emotionally abusive situation. Mm-hmm. How long did you stay in that? 33 years. Interesting. Yeah. So what was the trigger that prompted you to be brave enough to get yourself out? It was another fire. (laughs) You're kidding me. What? No, no, really. It's the Tubbs fire in the Santa Rosa, well, Sonoma, Napa area of California that (gasps) happened in 2017. Yes, I remember that. It was it was a huge fire. It destroyed 5,000 homes in our communities. One of them was mine. Wow. So I, I went from a very comfortable, you know, toxic marriage, but comfortable in home <laughs> to homeless overnight, basically. Mm-hmm. That threw me into a dark night of the soul where I didn't, I didn't know it's like I would go to work and I'd, I'd feel like, why am I even here? This, What's the value of me being here? I, I don't have a place to live. I don't have groceries. I don't have this and that. I've got to do all that stuff. Why am I here? And I finally talked to a psychologist who got me out of work. Right, right. So it's interesting that the timing of this conversation because... I think it's very timely with what's going on in our world right now, because there's so many people that are experiencing loss right now, loss, loss of a job, loss of their livelihood, loss of just freedom in general to just go around our world, you know, the way that we want to loss of being able to commune with others. And your story is, is beautiful because you did take a time that was very traumatic, but you used it to refine you this time, not define you. That is true. And, and it's, I don't want to say it's unusual, but I have a lot of friends who are still defined by what happened to them that night. Yeah. Oh, I'm Um, sure. And what happened to me over the ensuing months, as I was in this dark night of the soul questioning everything I looked at my life and Mm -hmm. the only thing left in my life was my marriage. Yeah. Because I didn't, the friends scattered, you know, people left town. Nobody wanted to be where it was smoky for three weeks and on fire for three weeks. But 
So friends, the book club, you know, out of 12 women in a book club, 10 of us lost our home. So that book club just. Good heavens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm part of a book club and I, it's one of the joys in my life is meeting with my, with the ladies, but that's part of the fun is coming to one another's homes and being the hostess and wow. So are you, did you virtually connect eventually again? Or um, We tried to do one or two, but we just, everybody was so caught up in the drama of insurance claims. And oh yeah, you know, when you have to, if you thought you just had to replace everything in your kitchen, but I can't even imagine do everything in the whole house. Right. It's like, yeah, I had to create a spreadsheet for insurance, 1650 lines. And that would be like this many genes. So instead of each gene, it was right. Like, everything's combined as best I could, but 1600 lines. In the- so we might have some people, you know, I would imagine there's people listening to this that are finding themselves in a severe time of transition, like you went through, what would you tell them they have to look forward to? If, you know, if they continue to persevere, you know, not just let this define them, but refine them, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, when you can not be victimized by the situation, when you can step out of that oh, this happened to me feeling. Mm-hmm. And and you can look at it from, okay, what lessons did I learn? You know, for me, stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about stuff anymore. And I learned that relationships are the thing that really matter. So there's always little nugget gems of learning in every situation that God blesses us with. And when you can look at the situation, figure out how you can learn from it and understand that the angels and God, they don't close a door without opening another one. Right. Yeah. And so we are blessed and maybe I shouldn't even say that. I was blessed by the fire mm-hmm. yeah. um, be- because I saw through the fire that my relationship wasn't going to, wasn't serving me. And if the fire hadn't happened, I would be busy with my book club and busy with work and going to the grocery store and doing this and that. And I wouldn't pay attention. That hamster that wheel. Fact. It's, it's a, a great analogy to what's going on right now. I find I'm talking to a lot of people that are finding themselves, for example, in the home with their spouse or their mm-hmm. significant other, not ever having spent this much time together and, A lot is being revealed, both good and not so good, right? Now, did you always, were you always an author or is this, has this story just been waiting to be told? (laughs) My first book was a compilation book called Ignite Your Life for Women. Okay. And I told the story of the fire Mm -hmm. and how I 
chose to leave my marriage from yeah. the fire and how I forgave my husband. Oh, forgiveness. It's such a key. It's such a big thing. Yeah. 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 You talk about you, you, at least you mentioned blessings in your life. Is, is faith a part of your life as well? Yes. yes Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what role that's played for you. Oh, my connection with God and the angels is the primary thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It sounds like you listen to those voices. You said you moved from the Cotswolds <laughs> of England to Arizona recently by listening to that inner voice inside yes, your I head. <laughs> I, I listened to the angels whispers when I moved to England. And again, when I moved here. So, uh -huh. yeah. So tell us what are you in the ideal world? What would be, what, what would your book do for our community, for our children, um, for the world? So children will learn that they are magic, that mm. they have magic within, and the magic is love. Mm -hmm. And they will learn that bringing love into difficult situations will bless the people in the situations. It will help them. The book teaches about victim archetype, basically. Mm -hmm. and how love can move you through a victim circumstance. And what I'm not saying is, because I, I was in a 33-year marriage where I thought love, love can conquer everything. Mm -hmm. And I just let myself be emotionally abused. And... Sometimes love, sometimes the biggest love is choosing to leave. Yeah. So let's tackle that a little bit more tactically, because I do think there are a lot of people in this situation right now and they don't know what to do. What would you say to that person that is considering they may need to leave? I would say that definitely pray. I would say have friends available that you can go to if you need to leave. You can confide in and and don't be a don't be a secret agent when you when you leave. <laughs> like make sure you have someone in your court that can help you. Yeah, you need the support when especially for me leaving a 33 year marriage. I didn't know who I was when I left the marriage. I had no sense of self because I had given myself up throughout mm -hmm. the marriage. And it's taken me three years to figure out who I am. And I won't say that it was easy because the first six months, I probably stayed in bed crying more than I did anything else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to do. But in the end, if you are letting yourself give yourself away in a marital situation, you are not honoring yourself and you are not loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And as hard as it may seem, we must love ourselves. God loves us. Who are we yeah. to say we're not lovable? 
for this perfect creation that he created. I, I'll tell you, I'm curious because I, I went through a divorce. It's been about 15 years ago. And I I still to this day, I, I feel some some shame sometimes creep up, you know, in my in my brain. And I mean, I was I'm curious if you ever faced that, if probably maybe um, more early he, on yeah, initially. He, yeah. He actually tried to shame me and say I was okay. going against God by leaving him. Yeah, I've um, heard that a lot. For me, it was more, it was more that I was like the first person in my family to ever be divorced. How, I mean, how, how could I not make this work, you know? And yet I, I do believe that as, as you, I mean, as you hinted to, I really do think God can use all things for ultimate good, but you have to, you have to watch for them and you have to persevere through them. Through the hard stuff. <laughs> I could not fulfill fulfill my mission on earth as right. one of God's warriors if I was still in the marriage. Why would this book have ever been written had had you not been in, in if you were in that marriage? At this point, no. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about now that you've transitioned, you've gone through this difficult time, and I know it continues. I mean, that's what life's about. We're, we're guaranteed change and adversity for sure. Now that you've entered this world, really entrepreneurship, and you've hired yourself in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> yeah. You engaged with Michael, your publisher, mm -hmm. and just kind of tell us through about the process, because I really believe there's a book in all of us. I think so. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> tell us just kind of about the process that you went through and how and the, the fun that you've had as a result of it. So I started writing the book as a lark for my friend's daughter. I wasn't oh, nice. intending on writing a book. And uh -huh. I was just writing a short story for a friend's daughter. But it kind of grew. And at some point I realized that a lot of the situations in the book were kind of allegories of things that happened in my marriage or in my life. And I was putting in my knowledge that I had learned from those things. And so I realized, whoa, <laughs> this is something different. <laughs> so I decided, I think by the time I got to chapter four or five, that I was going to go ahead and make this a book. Mm -hmm. I ended up writing 60,000 words, which wow. for eight to 11 year old is like, that's way too much of a book. Right. So right. My, under Michael. So Michael Butler of beyond publishing, my publisher suggested I cut it into two. So I quickly rewrote the ending of the first part and, and made it an ending and then rewrote the beginning of the second part. And so instantly I had two books available. Mm -hmm. The first one is on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. The second one, I get illustrations sometime later today. It'll probably hit the market in early January. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And, and then I have book three and four done. And I'm writing book five now. Wow. Oh my gosh. So you are, you are all in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm intrigued that you have something on your profile that, that you are a certified quantum shift facilitator. 
I want to learn something new every day. Tell me what that is. I've never (laughs) heard of that before. (laughs) So when, and this is why I teach about processing emotions in my book. When we deny or stuff an emotion, it creates cellular cellular changes within our bodies Mm. and the, it gets stuck and then it kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the more we drag that problem around with us, the bigger, the heavier the burden is. So I always basically recommend that people go ahead and feel the emotions that they're feeling and let them go because an emotion shouldn't last for more than five minutes. So mm-hmm. it's once they get stuck that they become overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So as a quantum shift facilitator, when I meet with a client, they're going to tell me what's going on and I help them sit with the emotion while I'm shifting the energy. And so I'm basically helping move the energy behind those emotions away from the aura field of the person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are you a coach as well? They People can hire you as a quantum facilitator. Yeah, they can. I haven't put it on my website yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get it out there. Okay, I will. <laughs> you got to have you. those multiple streams of income, Angela. <laughs> so yes, um, they can. Anyone interested can go to my website and they can just do a contact, the contact me And mention they're interested, and then I'll send them a calendar link. Okay. Okay, super. So tell us, I can't believe we're almost out of time. We, I want to make sure we put in another, you know, generosity plug for this 150,000 (laughs) eBooks that you want to get out there. Tell us who, who you would like this to benefit. I I did drop the link in our Facebook live and I'll make sure we send it out when we we send out our newsletter as well, but tell us a little bit more about that and your goals for that. So this ties back to what I do in the books, the the information in the books. It's I realized that what I was doing was writing a book that if I had read as a child, maybe I wouldn't make the same choices mm. I made as an adult. Yeah. So I want to give the book to underserved, underprivileged children who may think that they don't have any choices and for them to know that they are magic and that they can decide to do good in school. They can decide to become whatever they choose to become, even if they don't have the support of their parents. They are the ones, they have that spark of God within them mm-hmm. and they can do that. So that's why I want to target under. Oh, I love that. Our children need it so much. And I think our teachers of the world would appreciate this, these books getting to their, in the hands of their students as well. I think so. Yeah. And, and keeping our kids childlike, you know, those because children that's that the magic, that's yeah. the magic. Yeah. I have a friend that you might, in fact, I should put you in touch with her. Her name's Deb Erickson. She runs a firm called the ICANN Institute in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
And she has this concept of the, the toddler mindset, which is so beautiful. You think about the toddler when they're learning to walk. I'm like, there's yes. nothing that they, they wouldn't be like, oh, I probably better stop. I fell, you know, nobody, we'd all be, you know, a bunch of crawling adults if we never, exactly. we never learned to walk. <laughs> they are so, they are so filled with curiosity. They are so filled with wonder and awe. And yeah. I tell the story of a three-year-old who sees a snail crossing a sidewalk. Us as adults, we say, ew, a snail, and we walk by. We yeah. don't do anything. If we're with a three-year-old, that three-year-old crouches down and they're examining this. Yes. And yes. They're, they're like, what's this shiny thing that's behind it? And how does it move without legs? And they, you know, they ask. They might pick it up and, and yeah. Yeah. They might well, try and to you put know, it in their mouth, which is not recommended. <laughs> let me ask your opinion. Um, I think you and I could continue talking for a while, but I know we need to wrap this up. But okay. one last opinion about this, because I, my observation, and I've talked with a lot of experts in the space, is a big factor is this gradual need for approval from others that seeps into our lives and this I love the topic of approval addiction that really, I think, stuns the curiosity in our children. And we bring it into our adulthood because yeah. we are so constantly worried about what other people think. What What's your opinion about that? So I think that the way the way our nation has has set up schools in the last maybe it's 40 years, I don't know, but they basically kill curiosity in schools. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we can, we can foster curiosity, but there's also a new wave of different things. So I am involved in a group called Raising Humanity, and they offer for parents who have their kids at home, for $20 a month, you can be in Raising Humanity. And I do a storytelling mentoring for half an hour in mm -hmm. that group. The premise behind that group is to allow children to choose what they want to learn because they will choose what interests them and mm -hmm. they will then learn better. And schools don't allow that. Right. If you're not in this, this little box, then you're a troubled student or you're, you're labeled with ADHD or, you know, <laughs> we could go down a tangent here. We probably better not go down the rabbit hole, but, yeah. but so you, we were talking about that need for approval from others and that it really, it sounds like in your opinion has shaped a lot of how our students are taught and yeah, I think impacted so. learning and, mm -hmm. you know, conforming to to this group when really we're all individuals created individually by God. Yeah. And yeah. we we should c celebrate the gifts that we individually have. So I see probably over the next 20 years, the education system will probably be reformed because there's such a wellspring of 
you know, my nephew created a school, an alternate school in the Portland area. And then my friend started raising humanity and I joined it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. New stuff coming up, new ways to teach. And yeah. if you have a kid at home and you want to foster their curiosity, be playful, be curious. My son had, and I'm just going to tell this one quick story. So my son was in third or fourth grade. He needed to know how to add and subtract fractions, but he couldn't get it. And he came home, he was quite upset because he couldn't understand this. So I took a bag of M&Ms and I threw it on the table and I said, we're going to get this. And I made one set of one color and another set of another color. And I'm like, okay, so there's four green and four yellow. And these are one mm-hmm. whole. If we, if you eat this one, we've got three quarters, don't we? And, yeah. And then if we, if I eat these two, and then if we mush them together, how many sets of four do we have? And so by having the kinesthetic, the audio, the visual, and adding taste, yeah, <laughs> it, you know when you can really hit all the senses with them they're gonna be engaged and they're gonna I love that yeah. yeah I love that so one last question let let's just talk about the future so you're 20 years in the future you're sitting <laughs> on your porch and your grandchildren come up to you and they're like Grammy I just learned about COVID in school I heard people that. went crazy. I heard people went crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what did you do? What did you do, Grammy? Tell us what you did. So what, what will you be able to tell your grandchildren? I would say I wrote a lot of fairy tales and I walked the Cotswolds. I love it. That's I love it. things I did. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for joining us on our Dream Big Nation podcast. To my listeners, I'm so blessed to be part of your day. And I hope that the stories that we're bringing you will touch your lives in ways that will help you create change and take action and perhaps even make that brave leap to hire yourself or continue to hire yourself if you haven't already, if you've already made that leap. And if you want to catch up for previous episodes, you can go to Lisa Williams Co. We have all of our episodes there as well as Dream Big Nation podcast on all the major listening channels. Angela, thank you for joining us. Uh, Bless you in this amazing life journey and we will see you soon. Bye everyone. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.